Hello and welcome to a Wednesday, November 15th edition of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Harris Kermani, and I'm going solo today as I take on an eight-game slate that's going to be gracing us on this Wednesday evening as we really get right into what could be a pretty exciting and high-scoring bunch of games, especially with some of the uh, potential injuries that we are seeing over here. But as always, to keep yourself on top of that, get subscribed on to the sportsethos.com DFS Pass, making sure that you get access to not only all of the latest content, including our DFS deliveries and a bunch of other things that really keep you absolutely up to date with what's going on, but also access to our Discord, which gets you our, our DFS pros that are going to keep you absolutely up to date on what is happening all the way up until lineup lock. But going right into it, we're looking at positions over here to really kind of break down the eight games that we are seeing. And really, we're going to start off with the point guard side of things, where the first one, and it has to do with uh, really the pricing changing around. And looking at this Washington team, which of itself has been playing pretty what, hilarious basketball is what we've been seeing and you know some memes all over but there is good value to be found in terms of what we are seeing on here and Dallas Washington is one of the higher scoring games that's going to be expected on the slate uh, last I checked we're sitting at about a 242 game total which means that there is plenty to go around as far as fantasy value is concerned. And the first place I'm looking at here is a uh, combo guard here for me on the Washington side, which, you know, as much as uh, Jordan Poole hasn't really been kind of living up to what people were potentially hoping as far as pure you know, points production is going to be concerned, he is in a place where he could do quite well as far as his entire uh, fantasy lineup is concerned. 6800 is around the price point that I'm really excited to be able to take him. Gives you enough safety because you know he's going to be not only playing a high load of minutes, probably into the mid to high 30s, but he's also going to be getting somewhere near 18 to 20 shots a game, which even if he's not shooting as well as uh, one would hope, and really over the last uh, four games he has been struggling as far as shooting from the field is concerned, we're still getting ourselves into a position where hopefully he can get you pretty uh, comfortably into that mid-30s as far as DK points are concerned. And uh, that's a pretty solid floor to be able to get to. And if he can shoot even close to his you know, mid-40s as far as his strategies are concerned, that all automatically brings this floor up into the 40s as well. Now, on Dallas's side, the defense has not been great. This is actually one of the better matchups for Jordan Poole to be able to take advantage of, and he's going to be the first point guard that I'm going to be focusing on as far as his production is concerned. The other side is uh, really spending up a little bit more as well, and it really has to come down to what uh, Cleveland is showing as far as their uh, injury side of things are concerned. We know Darius Garland has already been listed out for this game with a neck strain. Now, we've seen that anytime those opportunities come, the other side of uh, that backcourt really goes ahead and takes advantage of it. And Donovan Mitchell, who himself hasn't really been on absolute fire as of late, which has actually brought his price tag down from the 10000 it had reached about a week and a half ago, he's down at 9100 And with the upside that he has anytime Darius Garland is out, uh, you're going to see him get into you know, that 50-50-ish uh, range pretty comfortably just based on how much offensive load he is going to take on makes me take him as one of my more favored spend-up options on the slate. And there's really not 
that many that I'm super excited to be able to get into, at least not from the guard's perspective. There are some uh, bigs that I think are in a better position to be able to do pretty well given their price tag, but Donovan Mitchell is going to be one that I absolutely find myself building around. Moving on a little bit more into uh, combo guards as well, and also looking again at uh, potential injury concerns, taking things out. We saw in the last game where uh, Trey Young did not end up playing uh, in the uh, in the Tuesday matchup, and we do have Atlanta coming on a back-to-back, taking on New York over here. And Trey, as far as we know, only missed the game for personal reasons, and we very well could find him actually taking the floor here. But if not, then again, from a 9100 perspective, uh, DeJounte Murray absolutely comes into play for these matchups as well. We saw him absolutely go off in the previous game against Detroit, where he ended up on 60 DK points, 11 of 21 from the field, 32 actual points, and a a double-double as far as assists are concerned as well. So just a great position for him to be able to take advantage of that. Atlanta absolutely is... uh, needing every bit of offense that he can provide them to make sure that they stay afloat. I've been playing relatively well overall, but it's been on the back of uh, both the guards kind of being present together. So if uh, Trey Young is not there, DeJounte Murray at 9,100 absolutely is in play for me. And, you know, the Knicks is always a matchup where uh, the backcourt has been able to go ahead and do well. You, you know, as good as the uh, the Knicks have potentially been at the rim, they're not really great on the perimeter side of things, and that's where uh, they have been able to uh, have a little bit of advantage taken of them. So Dejounte Murray, 9100, is the other kind of big spend up you can look to build yourself around. Now, finally, looking specifically at shooting guards, and really there's just a two that I'm focusing on, and it again goes back to that uh, that Cleveland game that we were speaking about with, uh, with Donovan Mitchell there. And really it's come to kind of two guys that have been absolutely just solid for them throughout the season, and that's going to be uh, one being Karis LeVert, the other being Max Struess. And they're both in that same kind of price range, with Karis LeVert being a little bit more expensive given that you know he has been... Uh, the guy who's been a little bit more featured purely on the offensive side, while Struess has been a real surprise this season as far as being able to take all these other areas of value that you wouldn't have otherwise expected. I mean, he's averaging nearly four assists a game. He's averaging six rebounds a game alongside the fact that he is uh, hitting nearly 15 points a game as well. So it's just allowed for a pretty dynamic and robust stat line where you can feel pretty comfortable with him hitting his value most nights as long as his price tag is sitting kind of in the region it is now. So at 5,600, I love him in that Cleveland-Portland game. I think it's going to be a, a fast-paced matchup. It's going to be a, an opportunity for two young teams uh, to really be able to go ahead and get uh, their juices flowing there. And the same kind of situation is for Karis LeVert, who's probably going to be playing a little bit more of an on-ball role, uh, especially if they stagger Donovan Mitchell and him into the second unit a little bit to you know, allow Mitchell to get a little bit of rest, but also LeVert to get a little bit more hands-on as a point guard kind of throughout the uh, throughout the game, which we have been seeing uh, in bits and pieces throughout the season already. Again, him also averaging about four assists a game while averaging 19 points a game, which is allowed for a little bit more as far as his upside is concerned. So both of them are in a pretty good position to be able to go ahead and get you anywhere between uh, 5.5 to 6, if not really 7x value if they're having a really good night as uh, potentially expected over here in a in a good and high high scoring matchup. And the good thing about uh, both uh, Levert and uh, and Max Struess is that they have that dual position eligibility. Both of them can play as shooting guards as well as small forwards, so very kind of movable as far as your lineup is concerned. So get them fitting in and kind of exactly where it works for you. 
Moving on to uh, the small forward side of things, which is where there are some uh, mid-tier guys of interest that I really am kind of looking at pretty pretty consistently and finding themselves having a good bit of exposure in the lineups that I have made so far. First of all, uh, we know that DeMar DeRozan has been listed out for the Chicago game that's coming up. He is also out for a personal matter. And in the game with Orlando taking on Chicago here, we do have... Uh, both Zach Levine, and I'll be talking a little bit later about uh, about Vucevic as well, but Zach Levine, who's sitting at 7,700 over here, and also we've been getting you know, some, uh, I want to say, airs on potential trade scenarios in which uh, they may be looking to uh, move Zach Levine as well. So that, you know, as... You know, as bad as it may be for Zach Levine long term, what it usually can mean from a fantasy perspective is they're really going to focus on him on offense to basically show out and kind of solidify the value that they're hopefully looking to get if they are actually looking to make that move. So regardless, I think Levine at 7,700 is an incredibly good price for what he is going to likely do over here. We've seen that when two of the three are there, then the ceiling of each of the remaining two players moves up into that high 40s, if not low 50s, as far as DK points are concerned, but that floor is very secure into that high 30s mark. You're going to feel pretty good about Zach Levine being kind of a pretty featured uh, part of the offense at this point, not to mention he's going to be in a position where he might be playing even more minutes because we know Caruso, for example, is questionable as well. Uh, Patrick Williams is also questionable as well. It's just a uh, tight scenario in which you never know what's going to end up happening as far as uh, as far as uh, each of them are concerned from their availability, but Zach Levine is going to be ever-present. So 7,700, definitely taking him, and that's going to be my first small forward. The second one goes to the uh, Boston-Philadelphia game, which we're going to have in Philly, this game here. And you know, we've talked about with uh, with James Harden going, a lot of offensive kind of responsibility has changed around and spread around the, uh, the remainder. And obviously Tyrese Maxey has been the one to really benefit, but his price is a bit too high for me. Where I have consistently found myself going is Tobias Harris, who is still sitting in that kind of mid 6,000 mark. He's at 6,600 right now. And he's just been kind of the rock of consistency. I mean, we haven't really seen him have a real dud game. Uh, he hasn't really had a, an explosion game either, but you know exactly what you're going to be able to get from him. And at 6,600, you can feel pretty secure about him being able to go ahead and get to his uh, his value most nights and even if he's not necessarily shooting uh, supremely well which you know he has actually been quite good up until this point but even if he's not he's able to actually grab anywhere between seven to eight rebounds to go along with about three assists which has really given him that little bit of uh, dynamicness to his uh, to his uh, fantasy line and at uh, as long as he stays in this kind of range of price i'm going to consistently find myself taking him so definitely someone to uh, consider and he has that power forward eligibility as well and finally, looking at a little bit of value over here, since uh, this price uh, this prices have actually been pretty adjusted overall, it's a bit tough to be able to really uh, find massive value. But on the Washington side, going back to that Dallas-Washington game, Bilal Koulibaly, who's been playing 33-34 minutes in the last two games, has racked up a grand total of uh, 73 DK points in those two nights, averaging about uh, averaging about 36 to 37 in that time. He's finding his role to get even more secure as time goes on. I said Washington is not really going to be playing for all that much this season. It's quite clear. And it's clear that uh, Bilal's also pretty raw as far as his uh, game is concerned. But what is important here is that he's getting the minutes and he's getting the uh, opportunity from his, the coaching staff to be able to go ahead and show his uh, his wares. And for him sitting at 4,500, I think that's an incredibly good value. In fact, he might be the most kind of 
underpriced guy for what uh, he's going to potentially be doing as far as his uh, workload is concerned. So 4,500, I find that he's probably going to be a pretty popular play on this one, but he's worth taking. He absolutely is going to be in a position where he should be able to get anywhere between high 20s to low 30s as far as DK points are concerned in this, uh, in this Dallas matchup over here. So definitely take advantage of that while the pricing lasts. Moving on to the uh, front court, and I'm going to kind of combine the uh, power forward center side over here because a lot of these guys that I'm looking at are with uh, dual eligibility over here. And you know, I mentioned, uh, first of all, Vucevic a little bit earlier, who uh, on his end doesn't necessarily have that dual eligibility. He is center only, but sitting at 7,800 in that same matchup that we said that Zach Levine's going to have an opportunity as well. Again, goes back to uh, the same idea of getting that uh, greater offensive focus when either one of them out, either one of the three are out. And for Vooch himself, he's been on a really solid tear over the last uh, three games now, has averaged uh, nearly 50 DK points in that time, including the last uh, game against Milwaukee, where he really uh, went off and ended up on 55 DK points in that one. But it really just comes down to, you know, when one of them when one of them's out, you're going to find that their field goal attempts for both Levine and uh, Vucevic are going to be sitting at about 20, which automatically opens up the opportunity for them to have a big scoring night, as we've seen in the last uh, three. So even though Vuce's season averages so far are about 18 points a game, he's been closer to about 23-24 in that time where uh, he's gotten to be a little bit more featured on the offensive side. And uh, the other kind of interesting wrinkle is that he's taking a lot more threes now. He's actually had... Uh, seven attempts in the last two games, and with five even in the in the game before that, he's definitely starting to expand his range a little bit more as far as the three-point shooting side of things are concerned. So that's always an uh, an interesting wrinkle for any big to be able to add that to their game, and if, even if they can hit you know, one or two on a night, that can add that little bit of uh, kind of boost to their points that could push them over the edge as far as their value is concerned. So definitely one to look at over there. And then in that same uh, price range, and it's and it's a guy I just continue to go to. I think he's going to be underpriced as kind of the Timberwolves are figuring everything out, which they really are as far as uh, their entire team's offense is concerned. But that's Carl Anthony Towns, and in the two games that he had against Golden State, was happy to be able to take him in that kind of 8,000 range consistently, and he did really well in both of those, uh, averaging over over 50 DK points in both of those games so far, and really. I mean, we we know what Carl Anthony Towns can do, right? He's one of the most dynamic bigs in the game. It's just a matter of him being consistent and, more importantly, being aggressive, which we are starting to see uh, once again that as kind of Minnesota is figuring out uh, things, you know, with Mike Conley there now instead of D'Angelo Russell, things are a little bit different as far as uh, the uh, the offensive load is concerned as well. You're not really having a point guard that's hunting for his own shot. He's looking to get others involved, and as a result, we're seeing that offensive load move towards really where it should be with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns uh, starting to get kind of well established as that two-headed monster at the uh, at the front of the uh, Timberwolves success and for uh, Carl Anthony Towns for him he has been starting off a little weak as far as his field goal percentages are concerned but over the last four games now he's really pulled that back and averaging about 55 percent from the field in that time. So it's really just a matter of time before he gets back to his regular kind of 9,000, if not close to 10,000 price tag as everything kind of gets back to its norm. So for him to sit at 7,900 and for a guy who has a pretty solid like 50 DK points, uh, I want to even say ceiling, he can go beyond that, but a pretty solid floor to be able to get above what that uh, baseline price is. I think he's probably my favorite center on this slate. And then finally, and it's about uh, a matter of uh, looking at if you're 
really spending up over here. And that comes down to uh, Giannis now coming into Toronto to be able to uh, play the Raptors. And we know what, uh, I mean, I get to watch it every time he comes over here. Giannis uh, really does uh, love a Toronto matchup. And more so than that, he always happens to have kind of that one matchup where he has where he doesn't do all that well. And then he comes back and absolutely kills it. And he looks like he got that kind of out of his system in that uh, last home game that the Raptors had against uh, the Bucks on the 1st of November, where you know, they did really well to be able to basically keep uh, Giannis out of uh, kind of out of the involvement as far as the offense is concerned. And he had a relatively passive night over there. But what we have seen of Giannis over the last uh, three games has been a lot more of him getting that aggression back. I mean, he's been averaging almost 15 free throws a game over the last three games that he's had. And that's with him also shooting anywhere between 22 to 25 field goal attempts, which is why his uh, DK points have gotten back to kind of the level that we had expected of a you know super dominant Giannis, 71, 68. And even in a down game against Chicago, he still ended up with a 53 points night. So now his floor is just incredibly secure whenever he is playing up to the level that he is. And obviously with uh, Damian Lillard kind of being uh, up and down as far as his uh, his injury is concerned, you know, we're going to have to really see a lot of uh, what Giannis is going to be able to offer to really get uh, the best out of uh, the best out of the Bucks in general, and Lillard should be, uh, you know, present for this game here, and that's that's good. They definitely need him back there, but all of that really means that uh, Giannis is going to have to be just absolutely focused in. And if we're looking at guys that I feel pretty confident out of the kind of ten thousand plus mark, it's going to be Giannis that I feel most confident about as far as his price tag is concerned. But that does bring us to the end of kind of the guys that I'm focusing on over here. I said in an eight-game slate, there's lots of different ways that you can go, but you kind of got to look at the pillars that you look to build around. And then after that, focus on uh, some of the other areas where you could potentially take a punt, given the fact that on an eight-game slate, things can go up and down really quickly. But as always, reach out to me on Twitter at HK underscore devil and talk to me about kind of where your thoughts are as far as who are the pillars that you're building around. Uh, is Donovan Mitchell at 9,100 going to look at uh, the kind of explosion that we're potentially expecting? Uh, is Carl Anthony Towns underpriced? And is uh, Giannis going to be the best uh, high-priced guy on this slate? But until then, we'll catch you on the next one. So let's go ahead and take down some GPPs. <laughs>